everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, and we're going to be talking through week four of the Mom Strong International Bible Study, which focuses on the woman at the well and the application about it. And one of the most beautiful things about Jesus is the way he modeled relationships for us. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. you guys. So tomorrow's the day I am headed to Dayton. If you haven't got your tickets for the Dayton event yet, it is still not too late because you know me, I don't like to turn anybody away. <laughs> and so we've already got a really great group of women coming, but there is always room for more. And we cannot wait to see what God does in Dayton uh, this weekend as I am coming there with my team. I'm actually bringing, my husband will be coming with me, uh, Savannah and Sierra, Melissa will be there. So some of you guys have been wanting to meet uh, my uh, my assistant who's been working for me for going on five years now, and uh, my daughter Savannah and her husband also. So we are really excited about what God is going to do there this weekend. We have a fantastic event planned for you, and we can't wait to see uh, just what the Lord does in your life. A couple of things I wanted to say. Thank you, first of all. Uh, I received, and I meant to say this in December, but then I lost the note, but then I found it the other day <laughs> because, you know, motherhood. Uh, I wanted to say thank you. I received some really wonderful encouragement from many of you during the Christmas season. In particular, uh, there was a letter that came in from a young woman talking about how she had heard the podcast before and had been listening to it and how she had been encouraged. And um, and she sent a gift to the nonprofit organization that we run. And it blessed my husband. We actually, I loved her letter so much that we read it out loud at the Chris, at, uh, around our dinner table. And so I want you guys to know that when you send... Uh, letters to us or emails to us. We really do read them. We really do appreciate the support and encouragement that you offer us here at the podcast. This podcast is listener supported. And so if you're encouraged by what God is doing here, we would be so honored and blessed and encourage ourselves if you would consider partnering financially with us. So for those of you who've been sending uh, letters of encouragement and gifts to the nonprofit Firmly Planted Family, I wanted to just say thank you. At the end of the show today, I will uh, leave the address, the mailing address for Firmly Planted Family, and we will link back to it in the show notes today. Um, And so I just wanted to say thank you. They do not go unnoticed. We really appreciate them. Uh, We are in week four. Actually, we're ahead of you a little bit, but here at the podcast, we're behind the rest of MomStrong International, but we're focusing for week four of MomStrong International And you can follow right along with us. You can download the notes that go along with this. And they're actually a lot more than what I'm going to have time to talk to you about today uh, on our study of of John chapter 4. And truly, we're focusing on sections of it in the Bible study as well. But what I want to encourage you to do, and I'm going to keep doing this, I'll be doing it in Dayton uh, this weekend and a couple weekends from now, I'll be uh, in Lakeland, Florida doing the very same thing. I want to encourage you, don't just sit on what you learn, pay it forward. In other words, I'm talking to you if you have influence in the life of a child. There is so much happening in the culture right now that has got to grieve the heart of God. I'm going to be uh, talking a little bit more probably on on Friday uh, because it's on my heart and it's happening in the culture right now about what I see our move to make uh, gender ambiguous and how uh, the enemy really is using uh, God's created order and twisting it and the effects that that has. But as believers, we have to know how to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to not only listen 
to what God says, but we need to apply it. You know, uh, Francis Chan, who's one of my one of my favorite uh, pastors of all time. I love to listen to him, um, and I love how he models out his relationship with his wife and his kids uh, for other people to see, because I think it's so important that we live honestly and openly, uh, because we're all just people, right? And I love the sort of the raw and the real of Francis Chan's ministry, and he is quoted a long time ago as saying, you know, that that Simon says, "Pat your head," and we pat our head. And Jesus says, go and make disciples, and we memorize that verse, but we're not actually doing it. And I think in so many ways, that's part of why we've lost our um, why we've lost our footing uh, in the culture today, why the church has lost its footing, and why our children are stumbling and falling. It's because we as, as parents have not done what God has asked us to do, which is to know his word and to pass it on to the next generation. So that really is the heart behind MomStrong International. So in John chapter four, we find Jesus with the woman at the well. We've all heard this story, not all of us, but I'm sure a lot of you who've been who've been uh, Christians for a long time or you've studied the word, we've, we've heard this story before, right? Jesus meets this woman at the well, and we quickly find out that, uh, that, that um, she's a social and religious reject, right? Because Samaritans, especially the women, were regarded as dogs by the Jews. Uh, this is recorded in Matthew uh, 15, tw- uh, verse uh, 27. But even the disciples themselves were shocked to see Jesus interacting with this woman. It was highly unconventional because she was an outcast, even among her own people. And I think it's important uh, as we talk about the culture, because the culture loves to label people, right? And we, what we're seeing happen now is we're seeing uh, what Christians have really done a bad job about, which truly, I mean, can we be honest? You, you know, I'm always telling people, I was telling you to tell my husband, I'm like, I can make fun of my mom, but when you do it, it crosses the, <laughs> crosses the line, right? And I think Christians, we need to look at ourselves honestly and say, where, what have, what part have we played in the social backlash that we see in the backlash against the traditional family, the family, the way God designed it? And so much of it is we are responsible for as these people were responsible for how they labeled the Samaritans. So Jesus was not about the labels, right? He cut right to the issue with this woman. Uh, he met her. He asked her for a drink. Um, he, he, uh, he, he decided that he was going to take the time. Remember, we talked about this before. Jesus already knew who she was, right? We're talking about Jesus, God in the flesh, right? Omniscient God. He knew who this woman was. And so he knew that he was kind of making a statement to his disciples and anyone else who watched him simply by going over and talking to her in the first place. So he didn't waste any time at all. He cut right to the heart of the issue and he asked her about her husband. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read just a little part of John chapter four uh, to you so you can kind of get uh, context for the story. And we're going to start in verse one. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing disciples more than John, although Jesus did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. I love that John pulls out and talks about the humanity of Jesus, that he had been walking with his disciples for a long time. He was weary and tired. He's probably hot. And you can picture him, uh, the Lord of, of all creation, sitting beside this well. Verse seven says, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. 
Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask me for a drink, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where would you get that living water? And are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But everyone who drinks from the water I give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. What an incredible thing the Lord is doing right now. There's so many different things, and we covered this uh, in quite a bit of depth in the week four study at MomStrong International. But you notice that Jesus brings up her relational uh, struggles right away. He offers her living water, and she's already uh, she's already told him that she doesn't understand why he's even talking to her. And then he points out that she's in broken relationships. Jesus is identifying her source of life and telling her, listen, you're drinking from the wrong well. You're drinking from the wrong well. She was trying to find living water from romantic relationships, and she was leaving, and it was leaving her broken and rejected. And I wonder sometimes, I I think about moms, you know, oftentimes I think we can find our identity in our relationships, right? We find our identity in motherhood. Some of you are pouring yourself into motherhood. You're pouring yourself into uh, making sure that your children have everything, that you're at every event that they do. Some of you are homeschool moms and you're pouring yourselves into homeschooling your children to the point where it becomes your identity. And Jesus is saying, find your identity in me. Make sure that I am the source of living water because we can make for ourselves broken cisterns, uh, broken vats, broken vessels that hold water. They're earthly vessels. They're things that we put our trust and our faith in. And we end up feeling what at the end of the day, thirsty and tired. And Jesus is saying, if you will come to me, if I will be your source of living water, you will never go thirsty again. I think it's interesting because this was happening, you know, a long time ago. Jeremiah 2 verse 13 says, my people have committed two sins. This is God's message to Israel through the prophet Jeremiah. My my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And 2,000 years later, we do the same thing, don't we? We look for a sense of satisfaction in our spouses, for significance in our kids. We seek acceptance from our friends and security from bank accounts. Our identity gets wrapped up in how we're doing as parents and spouses and Christians. We look for fulfillment from Facebook likes and Pinterest perfect houses. As parents with young children, we worship and rest alone time, often prioritizing Netflix over time in the word of God and our phones over the presence of God. Have you noticed that in your own life, precious mom? Because I'll tell you what, I struggle with it in my my life. And I love the word of God. And I can come here every week, three times a week, and I can talk to you about being in the word. But if I don't do it for myself, then I have dug for myself a broken cistern that will not hold water. 
we can easily sacrifice the best things on the altar of a good thing. And I want you to notice something while we wrap up uh, this particular podcast today. I want you to notice none of these things, not this woman's uh, relationships, not her adulterous relationship. She was going back to over and over again, back to finding her identity in men and in sex and in relationships. But none of the things that we look to, not money, not occupation, not rest, these are not bad things in and of themselves. Well, adultery, that's a bad thing, but the rest of them, not bad things in and of themselves. But when good things become ultimate things, then they become idols, cruel masters that leave us dry and parched. And this has so many destructive consequences. And I see it especially, and this is what I was uh, talking about earlier. I see it especially on social media when I am becoming more and more aware of the harm that social media is inflicting on our children and the damage that's doing in marriages and the damage it's doing in our adult relationships. We're having a hard time looking each other in the eye anymore. My husband and I went out for a very rare lunch alone uh, the other day, which we've decided we're going to do more of because <laughs> we just like each other's company and it's nice to sit across the table and not be interrupted. But I noticed as I was looking around me, people are on their phones. They're not even talking to each other in another cistern. And we do it for all kinds of reasons. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you today that unless you are ultimately satisfied in Christ, your expectations will ultimately crush your spouse and your children with impossibly unrealistic expectations. And it's a weight that they were never meant to carry and you weren't meant to carry it either. There's only one who can bear the weight of your soul. And that's the one who created it and who offers you that all satisfying living water. If you're interested in finding out more about our study in John chapter four, uh, the study of the woman at the well, you can sign up right now and we're going to go even deeper and we're going to talk about how we learn to drink living water. We're going to talk about how we relate this to our teenagers and how we relate it to our young children, because I want to encourage you women, there is power in the word of God. It will change your life. It's life-giving and Jesus offers it to you every time you come before him. Uh, in truth and went and say, Father, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. God wants to do that. I know many of you are in, uh, in challenging seasons of motherhood. Many of you are struggling in areas of your life that you did not anticipate struggling in. And God is saying, I want to meet you right where you are, right where you are. So come on over. I hope you guys will uh, join us at momstronginternational.com. You can create a free account over there and you'll get access to the scripture writing challenge. We are getting ready to start a brand new scripture writing challenge continuing in the book of John uh, for the month of February at momstronginternational.com. You can find out about me and my family and the things that we're doing at HeidiStJohn.com. And if you guys would be so kind as to leave a review for this podcast at iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. We would love to hear from you. If you have a show idea or a guest that you'd like us to uh, contact to be on the show, you can do that by emailing us podcast at thebusymom.com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. And I will see you on Friday. Dayton, I'll see you in real life. And the rest of you, we'll see you back here at the podcast on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>